Hello and welcome to season two, episode three of Round the Outside. Um, I hope everyone is well. Thanks so much for um, coming to listen um, today. It's been a while, actually. Um, I'm, but I'm finally back. I just um, landed in the UK for a holiday, so I'm sorry if I've been out for a little bit. But I'm back now, um, and I'm, I will be back um, and doing. A weekly podcast for you. So, um, a lot, a lot to talk about um, in this podcast today. We've got a special section with Simple Aviation um, in the later part of this podcast, so stick around for that because it's a real thriller. Um, so, without further ado, I think we'll just have to get into it. Um, we'll start off last weekend in Baku, a heartbreak, absolute heartbreak for Ferrari um, with a double DNF. The reliability issues are starting to get up there for Ferrari. Um, but, yeah, at the start of the season, it was Red Bull that couldn't keep, couldn't finish the whole race, but now it's Ferrari, so how much the tables have turned. First, it was on lap nine with Carlos Sainz. Um, I think it was a hydraulic failure or a, BB, a BBW failure. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think it was a BBW failure. Um, but also something to do with the hydraulics, yes. But you can't get a break, man. Just poor Carlos Sainz. Um, whenever he looks like he could have a good day, he just loses it. He just has a DNF. And he just needs to have a little bit more, just get his head around it and just get together and just get a little bit more, get some consistency going. Meanwhile, um, there was a safety car for his incident. So they brought out the safety car. Um, and I think before that, Vettel had a spin trying to get past Ocon, so they brought out the safety car. Um, I'm not sure if it was due tire degradation or um, something, something with that, but um, they brought out the safety car. Um, Leclerc stayed out. I think he was on the soft. Or I think he was on the mediums, and the Red Bull was on the softs. So they brought Perez in, who took the lead into the first corner, um, and Verstappen. So they double stacked, and Leclerc who had a brilliant d- day out in qualifying on the Saturday, pulling out a blistering lap on the streets of Baku. He then had an engine failure, and his engine just gave up. So smoke came out, and yeah, that was the end of his race. Ferrari had a double DNF, and their race had uh, ended bef- just before it it started. So then Ferrari went, um, sorry, Red Bull went on to take a comfortable race victory, another one two for them, extend their grip on the championship, and Verstappen took a much needed win um, after he hadn't won a race for, I think, since what? Since Spain? Yeah, since, since around Spain. So he'd really, really, um, um, he had struggled in, in Monaco, obviously. And then yeah, he just went back, to, got back to winning ways. Speaking of um, getting back to winning winning ways, George Russell got back on the podium. Mister Consistent is not Mister Saturday. He's Mister Consistent now. He doesn't need a good Saturday. He's putting, he's turning it on on the Sunday, isn't he, George? Um, but yeah, Russell had a great Sunday, cap- capitalizing on those Ferrari mistakes. Um, Hamilton, um, he had a good weekend, but not so much. Um. He had a terrible back problem. 
Uh, I think he was suffering, I'm not sure what it was called, but um, but yeah, lower back pains, and he, he, he was struggling to get out of the car. Um, he was, they were even worrying that he wasn't going to race in Canada, but he's been cleared to race in Canada, um, so that is all good. So he will race um, today, actually, yeah, the race is today, so he'll race today, um, and... Yeah, he's actually P4 on the grid currently. He qualified P4, so in a wet qualifying, so hopefully he stays there. Um, so, yeah, Hamilton is suffering back problems. He wasn't stuck behind Gazi though. Gazi finished sixth. Uh, Vettel getting up. Uh, oh my, sorry, Gazi finished fifth, I think. And then it was Vettel in P6. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Ricardo making up some ground in P8. Norris P9. So, yeah, good day for McLaren after a pole qualifying. And, yeah, it wasn't like an absolute crackerjacker thriller of an Azerbaijan Grand Prix that we would have hoped for. But, hey, it was still still pretty, um, pretty not, like, incredibly dull. Just a little bit of entertainment, like some good overtakes, a couple wheel-to-wheel battles. Um, so that was great to see. Um, moving on then. To an absolute thriller of a game. Uh, Trent Bridge. I haven't talked about this. And. Yeah. What a game. Jesus. I'm still recovering from it. And it's been about a week. Um, so. I'll, I'll analyse the game as we go along. So. New Zealand start the day off on an incredibly flat wicket. Um, they are 169 for 4 at one stage. Mitchell and Blunder repair the damage. New Zealand, end of day one, 318 for four. Following? Then, on the second day, England were hoping to take quick wickets to stay in the game. They didn't take quick wickets. Instead, Michael Bracewell came in, got 49. Daryl Mitchell knocked up 150. Tom Blundell got 100. And New Zealand racked up 553. So, or was it 500? Yeah, 553. And England come in to bat. They see out the day. Zach Crawley gets out to a pretty good ball from Trent Bolt. It wasn't incredible, but it was a pretty good ball. Um, but Ollie Pope comes in, scores a hundred before the close. No, scores at fifty before the close of play. And then on day three, uh, Baz Ball returns and it comes back from the dead. And we see England playing incredible shots. In fact, they scored three hundred. And 83 runs on day three alone, uh, which put them in a magnificent position in the test. We were poised for two great days of cricket. Um, England then got some quick runs on the start of day four. And then in- and then New Zealand uh, struggle on a flat pitch. Um, Stokes and England take the upper hand with one more day to go. New Zealand have our 224 for seven in their second innings. Then... Um, England bowl New Zealand out relatively quickly, leaving them 299 to win from 72 two overs. Keep in mind, last year in 2021, when England hosted New Zealand, England was set 272 from 75 overs at Lords. It was still a pretty flat track. Lords is pretty much a flat track. England decided to block it out, so we got 50. Root stayed there. They just blocked it out until the end of the until the close. However, 
This New England, after talking the talk about we're going to play attacking cricket, we're going to do all that sort of six-hitting stuff, we're going to play baseball, all that sort of stuff, we're going to un-England England. They walked the walk and chased it down in 52 overs. Incredible. Just incredible. Like, it was a one-day chase. Even Bairstow said it was a one-day chase. Um, and speaking of Bairstow, 136 from 92 balls. And he missed out on the fastest England century by one ball. One ball. That, that record was sent 100 years ago. Ben Stokes was still there, just chilling, getting 77 with a runner ball. Ben Folks got 50. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, like even Alex Lees was, look, was try, driving like prime David Warner or Alistair Cook. Is this England? Is this England? Please. Like, like I, I'm not sure if this is England. They might, like, take their disguises off now. Like, this is not... I'm not sure if this is true. Because, like... How are we playing this way? Literally. Brent, all it needed, two matches for Brendan McCullum to un-England England. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible how we've done this. And I can't, I actually can't believe it. Um, and considering we were behind the game after the first thing, just a little bit, we were incredibly behind, incredibly behind after New Zealand's first innings. I can't believe we've won that. I mean... Okay, yes, you're being a little... Okay, I know a lot of people will say, Okay, it's Trent Bridge, we get it. You're being a little bit over-enthusiastic. But come on, 2.99 in fifty in 52 overs, at one point they're going 8 and over. Are you joking? Seriously. Like, Ben Stokes is coming down the wicket to Trent Bolt, but keep in mind... Bought an absolute pitch to Crawley in both innings. Comes down the wicket. Boom. Down the ground for six. And also, Joe Root was out uh, with a court and bold, which maybe wasn't the greatest shot to play at that point in the game. We didn't need him. We can play without Root. And that shows us now. We can play without Joe Root. We don't need Joe Root to carry us every game like we did under Chris Silverwood. We can play without him. Because these, this new era of, te- of Test cricket under Brendan McCullum has showed us that we that we are going to play attacking cricket with our best white ball players leading us from the front. And even Alex Lees is going to score once. Oh my goodness. Alex Lees got 68 in the first innings. Driving like David Warner. He looks like a Test player every single time he goes out to bat. It's absolutely incredible. It's astonishing. It's astonishing. And also, it became even more astonishing a couple of days after when Joss Butler, Darren Milan, Phil Salt, Liam Livingston, they took part in laying England to a world record ODI score. Um. It, uh, okay, yes. Maybe it is the Netherlands. Maybe it is a, a flat track at Antelveen. Maybe it's just like Max O'Dowd and, and, and Jason Roy's cousin bowling to us. It's still 498. We're still going a 10 and over. I mean, okay, yeah, it's not 500, but it's two runs short. Honestly, if Morgan hadn't hit outside the line, then maybe, 
then maybe, just maybe, we'd have got 500. Just imagine. Imagine, imagine if we got 500 on that day. Imagine the just the repercussion it would have done for one day cricket. But nevertheless, let's look on the positive side. We started off, Jason Roy, a little bit of a drag on uh, to Peter Snater. Trying to put an aggressive shot, I get that. Then in comes Stoward Milan to join Phil Salt, and they put on a brilliant partnership of about 200. Phil Salt gets 100, his first one day 100, which will do in the world of good if he's going to get picked for... If you can pick for the World Cup next year in India, although those are spinning conditions, so he might struggle. Darwin Milan, who's done very well in spinning conditions, has did also got a hundred, and is only the second English player in, in getting that hundred. Only the second English player to get a hundred in every single format of the game. Um, behind you guessed it, Josh Butler. Speaking of Josh Butler. He goes and scores the second fastest hundred in in, in England's um, ODI history. He then goes scores the one of the fastest one D fifties I've ever seen. He then goes he then goes and makes Netherlands play one hundred and thirty five, um, one hundred and thirty five. What's what's the current currency in the Netherlands? Whatever. He goes and makes him one hundred and thirty five pounds to find to find, to get new balls after about six or seven of them were in the bush after he hit some sixes. What is going on? What is going on? Then, it even to make it even more crazier, Liam Livingston comes in after Owen Morgan's just got a golden duck. Or was it? Yeah. After Owen Morgan's just got a golden duck, he hits 66 or 22. In doing so, he gets the fastest 50 in one day history for England. Oh my goodness. And he was only one ball off the fastest ODI 50 in the world. A.B. De Villiers got a 50 off 16. <sighs> Kidding me, aren't you? Well, we really are New England. Then, to make it even better, we go bolt, we go get... we Netherlands lose by 236. They only get 233 for 8 in their 50 overs. I can't believe it. I actually can't believe it. You know? Like... Four ninety eight. I was fitting Josh Butler get got those um got those runs to sit to take England to a world record. Honestly, after four hundred eighty one, I didn't think anyone will be able to beat it. And now I really don't think anyone's gonna be able to beat this. I don't think anyone will because, like, you're gonna have to go ten and over to beat them. Beat it, ten and over. It sounds easy. But trust me, it's 50 overs. You have to be very consistent. You have to be very consistent when you're putting it. All those players at bat need to be aggressive. Need to be aggressive at first. And need to be aggressive for the whole of their innings. It's incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. How, you know, how, how we've just changed. Um, so, oh, I'm going to calm down now. I'm going to calm down. Um, I'm absolutely gobsmacked by that. And then also the second ODI is um, currently happening right now. Um, England are cruising to victory. Hopefully they do cruise to victory. But England cruise to victory against um, the Netherlands. And they take they will take the series if they get over the line here against the Netherlands. So hopefully they do. And uh, obviously 
I will be doing a podcast soon for the Canadian Grand Prix, um, which is going on right now, actually. Um, so I will bring you a, a, a podcast on that. Fernando Alonso on the front row, you never know. Um, anyway, so I'm now going to cut and stop talking. And I'm going to bring it to a special section of this podcast that I recorded with Simple Aviation. So I'll give you a little bit of background so far. Simple Aviation is a a podcast channel um, with one of my one of my friends. Um, it's about aviation, as you might have guessed. And yeah, we did a podcast on his pod, on his podcast channel. Um, so you can go check that out. Um, it's a, like just talking about the ways of podcasting, and I'm gonna cut off, and I will go to this section with Simple Aviation. Enjoy. It, uh, sim- simple Aviation. Uh, uh, yeah, yep, that is uh, correct. So hello, everybody, and it's a pleasure to be on the Round the Outside podcast. Thank you for joining us. So. Uh, as I explained, as I explained before in this podcast, um, Simple Aviation has his um, has a podcast on Spotify and on Anchor, um, which it's a great podcast. I listen to all of his new episodes, and they are very informative, um, obviously about aviation, and he explains it very well. So, thanks for coming on this podcast. Uh, it's no problem. So, um, I guess like. Uh, we did a collab actually on our on my podcast a few days ago, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did. That was very fun, wasn't it? Absolutely. And uh, go check that out if you haven't already. We found out a lot about Around the Outside podcast and what inspired it, including what's behind the Around the Outside name. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of stuff. I thought if you wanted to talk about anything, I thought you could talk about that with us today um well uh maybe i should introduce myself if any of your fans don't know me so i'm simple aviation uh well i'm not really simple i'm aviation 2218 i have a channel and brand called simple aviation we have a podcast a youtube channel websites and blogs and all those social media presences i guess so um on our YouTube channel, we focus on making aviation-style YouTube videos that are hopefully entertaining. Um, and on our podcast, we just like have casual chats about aviation with guests um, from all over. So um, that's who I am, I guess. Yeah, that's re- that's very very well explained. Um, so yeah, I'm just here to maybe ask you a couple questions about yourself so that people can learn about what your podcast does and like as as you explained that very well just a little bit of background and also a little bit more of a further um insights that lot like many people can go check it out so uh, i have a sheet of questions here and i'm gonna ask them to you one by one so my first question is what inspired you to start a podcast and if and was it mainly focused on your brand and promoting it? Okay, so um, what actually happened is, don't ask how I remember the dates, well, maybe it's just because it's iconic, but on March the 17th, 2021, I started my website. And I'm pretty sure I started my podcast 
in April, April the 3rd, I think. And so basically, um, what we did then is me and uh, Geography Genius 267 decided to get together and start doing a collab. Um, and he featured on a lot of our episodes. And together, we basically promoted each other um, because then that inspired Geography Genius 267 to make his own podcast. So we kind of promoted each other. Um, to be honest, uh, the Simple Aviation podcast wasn't really made to promote myself, but it was used eventually to promote myself. Yeah. So um, my next question is, like, I talked about how like the brand promotes it and how you want to promote the brand with it. Um, how do you really promote your podcast? Because we, we've seen how big it's become and how big sim- the Simple Simpl- Aviation brand has become. So how, how, did you start, how did you start promoting it? And wh- how, how of the ways you promoted it, do you think, how has that made the brand, the podcast so successful? Okay, so I guess all of it falls into place um so it's all kind of like a cycle so i promoted one thing and that in turn promoted another thing and it worked for all of the stuff that i had so obviously um around that april may time um i was updating my website a lot and i used to get maybe five ten views a day because of my podcast uh viewers coming to my website to check that out and so i decided to create a youtube channel in around july then so it would kind of be like, I'm going to call it like a bus stop series. So like, would like come to each place and then move on to the next place. Um, so it all started off with the podcast and then they would go check out the website and then they would go check out the YouTube channel. So, um, and then obviously because of that, I got a lot of subscribers and um, those subscribers uh, also like help the YouTube algorithm to get new subscribers who hadn't heard of Simple Aviation at all, which in turn got me more podcast listeners and website views. That's great. Um, I heard that you mentioned about the bus bus stop message, which I'm also trying to, um, which I'm inspired from what you've done and trying to maybe try and incorporate that into what I'm doing. But how, how did you, um, how did the bus stop method be so, so successful for you and what parts do you think made it successful yeah so it's all about promoting each and every bit now if you leave out like basic details when you're promoting it um and obviously if the fans don't like what they're hearing or seeing they won't click on it because you're not going to force yourself to view something that you don't want to view because you're not interested in it so um, you want to make something that's um, very exciting for the fans so that they click on it and, um, you know, discover more of your content. Yeah, so obviously your podcast is about aviation and your name is Simple Aviation. So how did that name really, really come? How did you like really come up with that name? Because in my thoughts, of, and obviously by hearing your podcast, for me, it's by the way you like go through an aviation, like so simply, yeah. You know, so, what? How did that name come? And like, what? Like, how do you make all the facts of what you have about aviation so simple? 
Okay, so I want to branch aviation out to a new section of fans who probably don't know anything about planes, but who want to know about planes. So I want to make it simple for them, and I don't want to make it stuff that like only like very uh, sweaty ab geek fans know about. I want it to be accessible for everyone and um, even children to understand my content, for example. So um, it's all well, my aim has always been to keep it simple and tidy, I guess. And so that's where the name Simple Aviation came from. Yeah. You're obviously a big aviation lover yourself. Yeah. So um, what I, I want to know, like, what part, what sort of segment of aviation, because it's a massive topic, aviation. So yeah. what, like, little part of aviation is your, is your favorite? Uh, could you please repeat your question? Oh, yes. Um, so, obviously... Again, uh, I'm not really sure. No, we're going to continue from where we left off. Sorry about that. Uh, we just had a little bit of a cut-off, but... Um, we'll just we'll leap back from right. We'll leap right back from where we left off. So, um, as I was saying, aviation is such a, a massive topic, and the way you cover it is so amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, what I wanted to know: what part of aviation do you like the most? It does like just like one thing. Do you really like the most? Um. Okay. So I probably like commercial aviation the most. So around like civilian aviation and just commercial aviation in general um i'm not so interested in military aviation but um i do keep up with the like news and facts for military aviation from time to time but i'm more of a commercial aviation person that's why you don't see much military aviation content on my channel but obviously if the fans want me to do it i'll do it yeah that's great because i um i love commercial aviation especially like the um like especially like I love um the different liveries of a plane like um oh yeah absolutely so I I always like whether it's on like a car or like um a plane I love like just like liveries and designs um I saw like I saw like a design on I saw one of your um YouTube videos I was a design an F one design for um uh, Bahrain and also for I think Abu Dhabi as well. Oh yeah, the um, Etihad A three forty. And yeah, the Etihad contract. Yeah, the Etihad, and um, I think there was an Arsenal one as well. So for Emirates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So I saw those ones, and I, I was I really I really loved them. So yeah, I also quite like commercial aviation. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I have one more question for you. So. In terms of you know, like your your fans and everything, um, if there was like one one message you have for your fans right now, what would you say? Um, so I just say like carry on uh, watching my content; it will get better and better. I promise. Um, I am constantly trying to find ways to improve. And one thing that I'd like to talk about briefly is actually one thing that I was thinking about on my channel. And that was basically at the point of the um, the new Simple Aviation app video. Now, that video kind of made me think in a different way. So what that video made me do is I was thinking, would people want to listen to 7 minutes 14 
seconds of me just blabbering about my app or would people want to watch engaging content which has actually proven out the most popular um on my channel so after that i uh you might have noticed i started making different kind of content on my channel which actually doesn't really have that much of my voice in it and um that actually has become pretty popular now so after that my videos weren't uh, for example, the Simple Aviation app video only got 27 views. And after that, I put in a real effort to make my content entertaining. And something like Geography Genius 267 is that, um, think about it in the way that make a video that you would want to watch the whole way through. And to be honest, I wouldn't want to watch my own videos as a fan because they're just blob blabbering. So from the weirdest airline liveries, which I posted around a month ago now, and from there onwards, I think my content has been way more entertaining and engaging for the audience. And it's also proven popular with the views. For example, the weirdest said liveries got 429, then another video got 106, 53, and then one of my longer videos actually got 831. Then we got 647, 1.8K. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. So um sometimes uh, you just got to think about it from an audience's perspective not what you want to make as a creator that's great that's amazing well thank you so much to simple aviation please yeah. go check out his um his podcast um i'll put i'll hopefully put a link in the description for this um this podcast on spotify so please go check him out um his podcasts are amazing um i, I know i've already said that before but I, I think i had to reiterate it um but yeah thank you so much for for coming on um and yeah so that was the special section with simple aviation if there's any more words you had to say please go ahead feel free uh i just have to say thank you for having me on your podcast i've been a big fan of your podcast and it's been a pleasure to have uh, uh you on on my podcast and now me on your podcast it's been simply amazing no problem no problem so that is where i'm gonna end season two um episode three of around the outside um on this special section with special uh with, um, simple aviation sorry and yeah so i will i will see you guys later goodbye goodbye